You're listening to Bite-Size Climate Tech. Hey, dear listeners, welcome back. This will be our last Sunday episode before we wrap up this season. And as we're gearing up for the holiday cheer, let's not forget the big events that just concluded, COP28. You've probably seen a lot of buzz about it, but today let's dig deeper. How did it really pan out? Did it match up to the lofty goals set before it began? Before COP28 kicked off, the World Resource Institute laid out some pretty ambitious goals, like assessing progress since Paris, transforming our energy, food, and cities, and building resilience against climate change, delivering crucial financial aid to developing countries, and more. The big question is, did COP28 deliver? There's a little bit of drama at COP28 revolved around one critical term, phase out of fossil fuel. The debate, whether to gradually reduce or completely stop fossil fuel usage, this led to an intense tug of war with oil producing countries like Saudi Arabia at the forefront advocating against stringent anti-fossil fuel language. Different nations brought diverse perspectives. African countries called for a differentiated approach, while small island nations feared the deal that ignored their vulnerability to climate change. Developed nations like Australia, Canada, and EU pushed for a firm commitment against fossil fuels. So what was the outcome? The UAE consensus, a landmark deal marking the first time in COP history that there is a call to transition away from fossil fuels. Let's dissect this. First, the goal is a net zero world by 2050 with a triple increase in renewable energy and a push for energy efficiency improvement by 2030. And then the carbon capture technologies analysis acknowledged for the first time in a COP agreement, suggesting their potential to enable more efficient operations in the oil, natural gas, and coal industries. There's also calls for financial architecture reform, including credit rating agencies and, and an increase in concessional finance. A focus on bridging the adaptation gap and addressing global financial support for loss and damage is also addressed. And each country has its unique pathway to the 1.5 degrees Celsius goal. Wealthier countries are called upon to support others in the transition, and there's a nod to renewables and electric vehicles, indicating a surge in technology and private investment. Critics, however, highlight loopholes. Is the financial support sufficient for less wealthy nations? And the role of carbon capture tech, is it a true solution or a potential excuse for to prolong fossil fuel use? Even big names like Al Gore and John Kerry are chiming in. There's optimism, but also a clear idea of the challenges ahead. So what's the verdict? So what's the verdict? The UAE consensus is a milestone, no doubt about it. It's a promise for a cleaner future. But like any promise, it's all about the follow-through. Will the nations walk their talk? Will the dollars flow where they need to? That's the big watch out. The final agreement, the specific wording in the COP28 final agreement regarding transition away from fossil fuel is nations at COP28 in Dubai approved a roadmap for transitioning away from fossil fuels. It is a first for a UN climate conference. Let's hope that it all goes as planned, and I'm hopeful for a better world. I hope you are too. This is Lydia, signing off. All content on Bite Size Climate Tech is based on public information, personal opinion, and observation.
Thanks for listening today. I am your host Lydia. I am not an engineer, just somebody who's passionate and care about the climate, and I want everybody to understand a little bit more so we can move forward as a society. Stay curious and explore the world of climate tech with me. I'll see you next time.